Are you telling me you have no judgment about me and the Worldwide Express guy? No judgment. But, but I do have a question. Will this relationship be priority overnight or next day delivery? Oh, come on, Samantha, lighten up, remember? If I walked in on you giving a blowjob to a Worldwide Express guy, you would never walk in on me because that is something I would never do. There. And I cannot believe that you would judge me after everything that we've been through. Samantha, where are you going? I'm gonna splash some water on my face and then I'm going home. And I will not be judged by you or society. I will wear whatever and blow whomever I want as long as I can breathe and kneel. Okay, so I, I've been I've screen captured this profile I saw on Field the other day. Okay. <laughs> and this does feel like a Portlandia skit. So this is the visual. Okay. Here's another. Whoa. Here's I a, feel threatened just seeing that. I know. Here's the main. This was the default photo, which I. He looks like he's auditioning for American Idol in. It's a little too sensual for me. <laughs> it's it is. The, 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 the man necklace and the, the placement of the hands. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It is an American Idol. So this is his profile. This is, and, and, and mind you, just for our listeners who can be like, leave comments. They're like, yeah, you guys are so mean. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm petty. I'm single out here. Like, deal. Okay. <laughs> Here's so, the thing. I believe that dating profiles are free game. That is. <laughs> They are. I would expect to be judged. This is a place people are judging all the time. You're swiping left and right, doing judges before you're caught, like subconsciously you're you're judging them. Exactly. So we're just publicly doing it. Thank you. I'm not saying names. Okay, his name's Bobby, 35. <laughs> I just said we're not doing <laughs> Whatever, there's a million Bobbies on the internet. You said 25? 35. Man, okay, straight, good. single, one mile away. Committing to the bit is non-negotiable. <laughs> Swipe right if you're trying to start a cult, do financial crimes, shoot some hoops, see a movie, take a night walk, rot in bed, <laughs> swap dopamine and or bodily fluids, cherish each other, talk shit over diner coffee, or text a little to distract from the call of the abyss. Lefty, Leo, Philly motherfucker in LA lives alone, mildly civilized, dad bod, not V casual, psychosexual entanglements to the front. <laughs> I don't even know where do you start to unpack the psychology of that person? Where where does one begin? Cold read. C- cold read. Um. When's when are you meeting him? <laughs> Cold read, sign me up. Cold read, um, that and, and just is, knowing that this is the visual, like he's got a fanny pack and AirPods on, and is doing a mirror selfie. Lots of jewelry. Um, that that's rough. And the thing is, that was like the majority. I feel like the that was the majority that, of people are not normal online. <laughs> I feel like that it, this is literally every person on the L train 
um, in Brooklyn. Like everyone and, and in Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah. And they could we get away with earlier. this behavior. <laughs> they could get away with it. We were talking about that earlier. Just like two fucking Brooklyn. Like get Just stop. Over like relax. Okay. You don't stop. need to like, be so Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to be so performative about the fact that you're from like up there. So the, there's a couple things that stood out. Um <laughs> The rotting in bed felt so <laughs> gross because like, he kind of knew what he was saying, but it just felt wrong. Um, I'm at the point in my life where like I can't do that anymore. Like I don't want to rot in bed. Um, maybe on the sofa. But what what was the the, the line that like stopped you? Because you because you kept you read through it out of curiosity, but I like screen captured it. <laughs> what was the the stop sign that said absolutely not committing to the bit is non negotiable? Like you oh, know the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> He you, lost you at the first. You just know that he thought he was so clever with that line. You just you know that he's like, I'm a comedian. Like I am yeah. so quick and clever. Like, can you like match my wittiness? Like <laughs> it's non-negotiable. I, I feel like I would be afraid. I would be afraid. I don't I I don't even know where to start with that. This is the type of per yeah no the talking shit over diner coffee is that's Brooklyn to me it's like we are just so like spontaneous and casual and like we don't care like we <laughs> spontaneous and casual <laughs> like we're just like really like zany and shit like we just like talk shit over diner coffee because we don't <sighs> give a fuck because we live in Brooklyn where did you say he's from Philly. From Philly, but lives in L.A. But it's giving Brooklyn. He's it's like very hipster profile. Like I, I actually want more Philly. I want him to bring more Philly. I want <laughs> him to be a little more bit more like salt of the earth. You're frightening us. <laughs> I kind of want to be like, can we talk shit over some cheese steaks? <laughs> Is that cool? Oh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think that's actually a really good opening line. <laughs> Is that cool? And you're like, I'm committing to the pit. <laughs> oh man but the um, doing financial crimes one is so it irritates the shit out of me i don't know why that one irritates me do financial that is crimes. not a joke <laughs> do financial crimes what does that mean what does that actually mean like <laughs> i, I yeah, like what, what what this whole thing is a bit that he's committed to shoot some hoops see a movie take a night walk like, there's just, like, so many. Try, try, trying to start a cult. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm too cynical like Carrie, but... Um. No, I don't know if... No, I don't think you're too cynical. I think there is no world. What is his return on investment with that, with that, <laughs> with the effort he put into that? You know what I mean? Like, how many matches is he getting with that? Yeah, he's quote this. He would be like quote unquote a life ruiner, as they say, like <laughs> like someone who's just gonna like you know is gonna love bomb you like hours before they do, and like they're just gonna ghost you, like you like yeah. That is, this is West Elm Caleb. Like that is that is who that is. Oh, um, good throwback with his Carhartt fanny pack and like gold <sighs> chain over his like black turtleneck like <laughs> okay here can i ask you a question yeah this is and then we'll we'll get into the episode yeah let's do it would you rather have a guy with <laughs> no sense of style 
like they, they're just so decidedly average or a guy who has like an opinion but you don't like the opinion with his no clothing. sense of style no sense easy because you know what the thing is then then they're easy to mold you can influence them i'm not like i don't really like molding men like their style with like, clothing no i'm i'm not like a fixer upper or like i like them to come like already like cooked so to speak as they're saying and like brewed and like ready to roll however i really like i really cannot stand like i don't like a guy who cares too much about what he's wearing the sweet spot for me is that he has some really cool items and he has some style and it like you know it totally would go to like a flea market with you but ultimately isn't trying that hard like so zany and casual so just very brooklyn response um <laughs> i know i was like oh no let me put it this you way you take let me the put girl out way. of brooklyn yeah. i like a guy with style but not when it's like his personality running his life and dictating his personality like whenever i go to the gym like one of my pet peeves as a, as a gym rat one of my pet peeves is seeing the hipster in there who just refuses to buy a pair of real sneakers. They're wearing like, they're wearing like high top Converse and like, you know, striped 1970s like tube socks and are like wearing teeny shorts and like a band shirt. It's like, no, wear proper footwear. You're at the gym. You need to prevent injury. Like there's just like a vanity in there. Like this, there's a, there's a, and I also, I think that we, a lot of women kind of vilify vanity in men. There that's, needs that's to be true. a level that's of fair. ease. And so I grew up with my, my dad is a very good dresser and yeah. he really cares about how he dresses. It's, yeah. I would say he has a great sense of personal style. My brother yeah. has a good sense of personal yeah. style. He actually won, my Nick won best dressed in high school. Yeah. And my mom was like, he wears one pair of jeans. <laughs> like she just like couldn't understand it. <laughs> so I think there's something I respect like men with personal style, but it's that when it lacks ease and it's showing mm. just a little bit too much of that like effort and showiness it's, it's, it's such a turnoff like like when, like when someone's hat doesn't cover their ears it's right. just like a beanie sitting like a yarmulke and i'm like what are you doing with that what it, or that snl digital short it's a teeny weenie beanie it, it doesn't make sense um all right well we we could we could do a whole episode about men's fashion yeah let's get into really it get into let's it. get into it you're right um you're right. if but you know what i think this is a, i think this is a great way to segue because we're talking in this episode about <laughs> judging people that's what we're this is it <laughs> this episode is this episode um season five episode four cover girl is all about judgment and judging the girls judging yeah. themselves judging others um judging and then the kind of the consequences of that in this episode we have carrie who has a book of her columns coming mm -hmm. out and she needs a cover so sam the great friend that she is offers her pr help which ends up leading to carrie walking in on sam giving the worldwide express guy a blowjob and from that moment um kind of unravels something in her and sam's friendship the differences between them and carrie ultimately being a very judgmental friend 
We have Miranda in this episode who wants to lose the baby weight. So she joins Weight Watchers, meets this really cute guy who she gets into bed with and is having fun with. He goes down on her. He then wants to kiss her after going down on her. And she's very judgmental of that and really grossed out by it. And but doesn't want to like judge him because he's really um, he's like an emotional eater. When he's judged, he like overeats. Charlotte in this episode is judging herself because she um, wants a self-help book and is really trying to process her divorce and moving on. But she um, is judging others who are in the self-help section of the bookstore, judging herself when she buys it and eventually like throws the book out a window because she just like can't handle the recommendations from Amazon, which was a great ancient scroll. And then we have uh, who else? I think that's it for the episode. Um, Just like the little plot points. And there's a lot of fun things to talk about in this episode. I'm excited to get into it with you. Where should we go first? Oh, I actually had a a, a cold read about this whole episode. Okay, what's your cold read? I feel like the writers had writer's block when they did this episode. Tell me more. Or is that it? Be- <laughs> because Cold read. <laughs> because... It just seems like they were trying to like dig up um, tension or conflict like between Carrie and Samantha. Like we all know that Samantha's like the resident whore of the series. (laughs) (laughs) And they were trying to create this thing where like Carrie thinks that Samantha's a whore and Samantha's paranoid that Carrie thinks she's a whore when we all know that like that's her like archetype so i just thought like why are they doing this they were like yeah season do you think season five is just like it's just getting us to season six and they're just like pulling at it's a little disjointed there's not a lot that's like caring from episode to episode i thought i thought what was more actually interesting about the conflict between you know carrie doing her book cover and Samantha, like, I I wanted to see more about how they had creative differences. Um, Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, what? yeah, what are your thoughts? Okay, what are my thoughts? Overall, I liked the episode. I was watching this, like, I watched this, like, two hours before we we met to record. And I was cackling at my laptop, laughing, writing things down. Dakota kept peeking over to be like, what are you laughing at? So I was very animated while watching this, which means to me it was a great episode because I was very involved I was very like I was I was like an active participant watching this cold read I really enjoyed it I do think plot wise it's a little weak it's not really moving any story forward no it doesn't move any of the characters forward at all so it does feel a little bit like a filler episode but the I don't know I think it was really fun the I think the first thing I would like to talk about is the because we talked about this a little bit the other week with the wellness yeah the self-help section yes so the girls are going shopping for books which I love feels like a little bit of an ancient scroll um, I feel like friends still do that but it's a little bit more I don't know yeah yeah I guess people still do that so the girls are all going off because Carrie is looking for inspiration for her cover Miranda's going to the um the diet section and then Charlotte's like I'm going to the self-help section and self-hell they did, like, as they said self-hell and they do like horror music and the camera pans to a woman sobbing in a corner another (laughs) woman looking absolutely deranged and like mentally ill it's just so funny about how 
they are marketing self-help towards women and they critique the self-help um, kind of movement uh, in a, the previous episode saying like women are the biggest market for hope and so oh i thought this God, actually this yeah. actually did tie in well to the to the to the previous episode and the music is like shark like jaws and right. charlotte is yeah. like so terrified of being caught in the in the self-help yeah. section whereas now totally the opposite right right but now totally it's totally the opposite right but now it's like a little bit more it's, what is it? it's it's padded with way more like consumerism or or something it's been completely it, it's even more more commodification of like personal development and self-help and i feel like every shit i see online is self-help self-improvement and maybe yeah. that's just my feed but it is so constant online of somebody trying to sell you something whether that's through your behavior or your purchasing power to just like change yourself in some way. Right. And they're not just selling one thing. They're like usually they're selling a lifestyle which has like a package, a bundle of things. So it's like, you know, the 11 step, 12 step Korean skincare or like some other kind of skincare product. The morning routine, the workout, the, the matcha. Yeah, smoothie, the, the Vitamix blender you're using, the lululemon leggings the giant water things that everyone's using now like everything is like all like it's a it's like a giant giant super infused like ad for a lot of products Products. yeah products and then also embedded within you know obviously selling products is selling this idea that there's like some sort of personal enlightenment you can reach by either mm-hmm. buying these products or doing these things um it's i we live in like such a self-centered ego-centric yeah. environment online and i thought it was really interesting that to go find that information you either in this day and age and in, in, in sex and city during this time you either went to a talk or mm-hmm. you read a book about it and now you just open your phone and somebody's just like spewing their gospel of like what could you how you can self help yourself mm-hmm. um i love that instead of buying the book charlotte goes to amazon.com yeah, yeah. you know um amazon obviously got its start off by selling books yeah. and so totally it was great to see her on her cute little mac laptop which actually felt kind of modern and the old interface of amazon oh my god there was yeah there was a lot of product placement and actually there was like weight watchers there was amazon there was something else starbucks starbucks yeah there was so much crispy cream like yeah it was loaded very very loaded and then um you know to kind of wrap up like what happens with charlotte she ends up ordering this book and then when she opens because oh aol she gets an email that was such a throwback to you got Uh, mail yeah um very fun to see that on screen and when she's looking at the site she also gets these personalized recommendations based on her previous purchase which is like the core of our of like our the consumer market target right advertising targeted advertising yes and she's so horrified by the ads that she's targeted for these other books she throws the book out the window which was just obviously for like dramatic um you know writing but i i thought that was i mean my god she'd be like horrified you uh, know, all no the target advertising oh i was i was thinking the same things okay so these were a list of some of the books lonely women no men 
love hurts, you don't have to. I'm fine, <laughs> comma, now. <laughs> Reservations for one. <laughs> I'm fine now. It's kind of my favorite. All right. But it's have you crazy, ever, yeah. To think did I, did I tell now. you? And my mom is, is definitely li- li- listen to this. Um, the the college. No, actually, was it my mom or my dad? After I broke, I had my college oh, yeah, breakup. Oh, yeah, 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 they, they sent me that book by Lori Gottlieb, who's a pretty, like, famous author now. Um, the Case for Marrying Mr. Goodenough. <laughs> I was like, I am <laughs> right. 20. I was like, I am 21 years old. Like, I am not a child bride. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, settling for Mr. Goodenough or some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was settling for Mr. Goodenough. I was like, well. I just broke up with him, so I'm good. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I mean, I had the I like two college, two summers in a row coming back from college. I had the book. He's just not that into you. Left on my bed. I'm like, oh, rude. No. Rude. Someone bought that for you. It was like I think my my mom had like a copy had been given to her. She had like two copies and like. Just like kept leaving it on my bed. It was like so rude. <laughs> I know. I um I'm really curious if anyone else had that book. I definitely either bought that book or was given that book. I know I have my original copy of my childhood home. There was a bunch of books I saved when I was cleaning out my room, and I think it's one of them. I would love to find the copy when I go home in a couple weeks. Yeah, and the thing that's um, always frustrated me about like those kinds of books, which we've talked about on in past episodes on the pod, which is like so many of these books are just like catered towards women having to just tailor their behavior and like having to um yeah just like be the ones responsible for curbing the way that they are you know and I really don't yes I think it's really really wrong um yeah I I think for men they're they're marketed like there's definitely books like the game of how to like get a girl, but they're never really told the behavior of how to like keep somebody yeah. and like maintain a relationship. Whereas women, it's very like punitive. Like, oh, someone broke up with you. Like this is all the things you did wrong and this yeah. is how you need to keep a man. It's never about like how do you go out and get what you want. It's yeah. oh, like you need, yeah. So I think I yeah, think yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of room for criticism in the self-help, especially the dating realm of women and the advice that's given. But um, yeah, I thought I, I really I, I thought this episode was was super funny in the the sense of um of Charlotte and like the books that she was reading and just like horrified by the recommendation. Yeah, and that's why she like doesn't read it. I um, I want to talk yeah. about which I think is the most interesting part of the episode, which I really wish they they just went a dug a little bit deeper. Was um, basically like. Samantha offers to help Carrie with the cover of her book because Carrie really didn't like the cover that um, Amy Sedaris and Molly Shannon had offered. Um, She felt that it was like, it was basically like a naked photo of a woman. They quickly put her head on it and it was like sex in the city, like covering her privates. Mm -hmm. Um, and she said, here's the thing that concerns me. That cover is all about sex. My column is about relationships. Um, one, I'm wondering is, do you think Carrie was being prude in that moment? Well, that, yes. And, and this leads me to like my overall question of, of kind of like sluttiness in the episode yeah. and the judgment of it and what's who's defining it. Mm-hmm. And so I think Carrie was 
was she judging herself? Because she's also criticized herself. Like, oh, I'm just the sex columnist next to the penile ads. Yeah. So I think there's, I think maybe they were showing her the worst fear she's had about herself. Mm-hmm. That she's just this kind of bare silly light sex lady and she thinks of herself as providing such deeper advice (laughs) and connection to women and Mm -hmm. then people are looking at her and be like no this is kind of what you are Mm -hmm. so I think they were showing her something that maybe she's afraid that she is right and that's why she was so triggered by it it's also like she's like I don't want people to see me that way yeah. Carrie is so hyper fixated on how she's perceived in this in this episode rightfully so I mean it's a book cover but Samantha I really appreciate the help but you and I have very different ideas about what's sexy. This is about the blowjob, isn't it? What? One little blowjob, and I'm a hooker with no taste. This isn't about the blowjob, this is about the book cover. I don't feel comfortable being on a shelf next to a biography of Eleanor Roosevelt with my breasts hanging out. What is the problem? I've seen you at cocktail parties wearing not much else. Nuh-uh, not lately you haven't. And you know why? Because it's time for ladies my age to cover it up. We can't get away with the same stuff we used to. <laughs> Meaning blowjobs. Oh, Jesus, again with the blowjobs. Well, now I want to know you what your thoughts on. I thought it was really interesting, the quote-unquote collaboration between Carrie and Samantha, because... <sighs> They have very different stylistic intentions very, for the cover. Very different styles. Um, this is just a shout out to Samantha of how good of a friend she is. Yeah. Samantha's obviously an incredibly successful um, PR uh, a, a person who like has her own business, runs her own company, and she's offering like free discounted services to Carrie and pulling strings, pulling favors, getting clothing. And Carrie shits all over it. And yes, the outfit was, that Samantha pulled, Carrie looks she like looks a like fembot from yeah, Austin Powers. Like, it, it's it's so bad and it's so wrong. But Carrie, because, you know, previously, just to, for people who haven't watched, all of this, the the outfit, the, the clothing, the overhanging conflict is that Carrie had walked in on Samantha giving a blowjob to somebody and Carrie's horrified by it and like really judgmental and then Samantha's self-conscious and kind of judging herself and when Carrie brings this up at brunch and makes fun of it the other girls tag on and make fun of it with Samantha so Samantha feels offended she's hurt especially because she's so not she's like the least judgmental person right right and so then Samantha starts getting a little bit like, you know, self-analytical, which is like, oh, like, oh, oh, you think that the dress is too slutty or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. remember Carrie says, like, which self-respecting woman would right. wear this? Oh, did, what, yeah, what did she say? say again? She's like, I yeah. have one. <laughs> and there's also like an amazing Samantha Zinger that comes from this whole scene, which is. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. I will not be judged by you or society. I will wear whatever and blow whomever I want as long as I can breathe and kneel. <laughs> that was my favorite Samantha line of the of the episode. Um, it's just so ridiculous and so dramatic. And, and Carrie, this is Sarah Jessica Parker's like great acting. Her facial expression <laughs> is so confused after you like you're almost waiting for like an American flag to go up behind Samantha in the back. Like it feels so patriotic. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think the I well, Carrie brings up this interesting app, uh, this interesting um, point, which is Samantha saying like I've seen you wear much less yeah, to a cocktail bar, true. and Carrie's point is not not anymore. Like times are changing. We're old. We can't dress no, like that. No more naked dress. Do you think <laughs> that there's Mm. Do you think that there's an age limit for showing your skin and being quote unquote sexy? Uh, yeah, I do think there is. And I don't know if it's my own. Yeah. Um, I think that there just is a limit. Like, because I think of society, as Samantha puts it, I think is very judgmental of older women. But I think older people, um, even like at the beach, for example, it's like, you know, we like really commodify younger bodies. We fetishize younger bodies. Um, Those are like the sexy, entitled ones. Allowed. To be, like yeah. gawked at, looked at, and like enti- entitled to be sexy. And so I don't right, know if it's I fair, feel, I, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is nothing about fair and right. And we would love to hear people's like opinions about this because I think this is a really rich topic to d- discuss like age and sexiness and and, and like especially in, with clothing and what you can wear and present your body. I dressed much, much sexier in my 20s. And I'm sure Dakota wishes I dressed more. He's like, enough of the sweaters and turtlenecks. Like, bring the neck down, neckline down a little bit, mama. But so I, I also now I dress a little bit more for comfort. I don't, I, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of concealing my body more. And I don't know if that's because I've been in a relationship for a long time and I'm not like looking for eyes, really. I don't know what necessarily is driving it. It could be age, but I'm also not like, I'm still like very young, but I don't feel yeah. the need to dress that I think way. I've been dressing a little bit more sexy recently but nothing compared to like what i was in college you know oh college was right college ridiculous. is ridiculous but i Might think i, I say. actually am dressing <laughs> slightly more sexier than i was when i lived in new york when we were single because like i don't know like i used to i i just wear different necklines now like I just have like a little bit more like neck neck and decolletage or whatever they call that. Like I I show that more now. Whereas in the past, I'd always have like a knit sweater or something. I don't know. But I think it's just like changing. You have you, know, just- you have the most beautiful skin. You have like unmarked skin. No, I'm really I'm gonna give you just ma- major compliment that you don't have. <laughs> Thank you. Like my chest, I have a lot of sun damage on my chest. So I now, have some, okay, yeah. okay, sure, all right, <laughs> all right. Shut the shut up, shut sh- shut up. Okay, just shut the hell up. Shut up. So no, I think now, especially like in your 20s, it was being very like people tanning and everything. Well, now I guess we do spray tans. All right, never mind. Yeah, spray tanning. <laughs> fair maiden. No, I think you have now. It's about like showing other features than just like sexual yeah. body parts, like your tits and your ass and your like waist. Yeah. There's other things now that I want people to really notice. Like I have, I like focusing on my skin, maybe my sense of like style yeah. that I'm we're investing yeah. in like different clothing now. Yeah, but I would say like. I, in college, was obsessed with showing off my cleavage and boobs. And the feedback I got, it kept it going. I was like, people (laughs) want this. They want this. (laughs) It's a crowd pleaser. No, but that's the thing. Like, I, you know, have, you know, obviously, like, we're in our mid-30s. Like, I've gained more weight as I've gotten older, which means I have, like, more weight 
in my chest that I didn't have before. So mm. I feel like time more, is now. Yeah, the time like the showing up more. Whereas, whereas before there was nothing to show, and like. I was like more into showing my legs and now I'm like not. Like I don't know. I don't know. This sounds like really stupid. Like it's stupid are you kidding me? It's not stupid at all. Like please guys it's let so us know. Dumb. <laughs> you know what I think this is a great I think body's like, change is the moral of I, your body changes. The body I had in college is different than the body I have now. I, I've not been someone like in Miranda this episode, like we're talking about yeah. weight. Like, yes. you know, the weight changes are really difficult to go through. And every person, whether you're very slim um, or you're somebody who's in, overweight and you've struggled with it, weight is something that is pushed on women to obsess about yeah. and think about and you're indoctrinated indoc- yeah. especially our generation at a very mm-hmm. young age to be very conscious of your weight how much you weigh the number on the scale the size of your pants so i think as you know the miranda's watching miranda go through this was highly um, like relatable and yeah. in this episode miranda um, joins weight watchers which weight watchers mm-hmm. is still around it's done a it lot for a lot of people my mom uses it she really likes my it. mom used it growing up um so it's definitely something in our house like Jenny Craig was in our house Mm -hmm. a lot of like low fat diet culture Mm -hmm. and she Miranda in this episode meets this guy who's also in Weight Watchers I like that they had representation of men struggling with weight (laughs) representation representation matters it's it's, no I agree no I I think it's actually ahead of their times of like talking about it of of, of a man like wanting to lose weight and feeling self-conscious about their weight I feel like that's a very Mm -hmm. like female dominated space Mm -hmm. Um, so then I did the one where you can only have the water eggs and grapefruit because they're so good together yes (laughs) actually worked out well for me until I um, fainted on an Indian woman in the subway (laughs) what about the one with all the prepackaged chemicalized food I don't know how they get all of those delicious artificial ingredients in such little tiny packages (laughs) I know although they did have this itty bitty thing of tuna that I loved but then I cut my tongue licking it out of the can and I knew it was time to stop did you ever try the cabbage soup diet no I heard it gives you really bad gas Mm. yeah it's true that was the end of my fiance oh but okay, so let, we'll finish talking about kind of like weight and self um, self uh, perception, and then go into like this plot line because it's kind of a just like mm-hmm. totally funny plot line. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, weight is when you go there and she weighs on the scale, she's only a hundred and fifty two pounds. Oh my god, she's only one hundred fifty two. I would kill. I would kill. I would kill to weigh that. I, I don't even know. I mean, and I've now had to actively distance myself from the number mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because then oh i don't i haven't been on a scale since 2021 yeah i don't do it i don't ask at the doctor's office um I, oh i never go on that these stupid treadmills at the gym though will weigh you without asking what? It really makes me yeah because you'll get on the treadmill and it will be it will like list the weight and i'm literally like fuck off <laughs> <laughs> i personally assaulted yeah i like Please, like it takes a lot for me to get to the gym. Please stop making it worse. But I, um, I think there's something, Gilly, though, in our culture that I'm a little bit anti, which is this mm. feeling like you always have to be fucking body positive. Like you just yeah, have to oh, love yes. the size you are. And I or, toxic body positivity. Kind of. Where say. it's like if if you dare talk about losing weight, you're a bad woman. Or you right, it, right. There, there's almost like an extreme now where I think we're like, elite, like I think it's okay to like to to want to be 
honestly be be who you want to be but i know weight is something that um i bet a lot of women can tell a story and can have a conversation about weight and well i did did you did i send you that clip that was absolutely like horrific to watch that was um i thought i sent it i'm I'm trying to look for it right now and it's like an it's basically a bunch of clips from the early 2000s yes. and it's it's like talk show hosts like men being like wait telling, i thought i said like, that to you 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 might you might have it's been going around <laughs> um it's viral <laughs> it's it is viral um it is it's like um clips of like like men like telling posh spice to like this man like telling Posh Spice to get on a scale right after she gave birth. And she was like, oh, no, no, this is horrible. Like, you did this to Jerry. Because, like, J- when Jerry gave birth, like, she had to hop on a scale. And it was like, and there were other clips. Yeah. Like, a, a lot of it was Howard Stern being like, oh, the fat one. Like, talking about, you know, the Ooh. fat one, like, maybe being, like, Brittany Murphy or something in Clueless, which is, like, crazy to think about. We, and, like, the culture we grew up in, it was bad. And so the and so like yeah, watching that clip again, I was like, wait, no, 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 no. Like it, I was completely validated in all those feelings I had because I thought, oh, maybe it was just like the time of my life. Like, why was I so negative when I was a teenager about how I looked? But it's like, no, 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 no. Like, there was enough like material out there making me feel that way. Oh, apps absolutely. And so I think the episode really got this right. Um. Um, and addressing this and bringing up weight and also the the concept of like yeah you gain weight and, and it's okay i think it's like okay to diet it is okay to diet yeah. and but the pressures that we have that are so unrealistic i think i think the issue is that we were presented with such unrealistic body standards yeah. victoria's secret you have the anorexic like gr- media girls of the day yeah and like a body standard like my body naturally rests at a certain size and I, yeah. i'm gonna have to be like Miranda says it, like this is, she bites into the donut and she's like, this is so worth being fat. Oh, glazed. They're my favorite. Tell me about it. Best Weight Watchers meeting is down on 23rd Street. Yeah. Can't go anywhere near it because there's a Krispy Kreme right next door to the place. How many Weight Watchers points do you think is in one of those? Two? hundred thousand? Oh. Would it be terrible if we split one? We're consenting adults. Sir, can I get a Krispy Kreme and um, a knife? No fries, you won't sell it. Here you go. Whoever invented glaze is a genius. Mm-hmm. 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 See, that is worth being fat for. I'm sorry, it's just worth it. Mm-hmm. I know we can burn this off. Really? Activity points. Yeah. I mean, hey, um, let us know, guys, what you thought about that part of the episode and just anything about weight. We'll put some stuff on Instagram. Um, But the more fun part of this plot point other than the Weight Watchers is the guy that she meets. She goes home with him. Who I think is like not cute but okay he's a little he's a little shrek he's charming he's a little, maybe he, yeah <laughs> I, he's a little shrek like a little oafish but yeah. he's sweet and funny and like endearing and he's yeah whatever so he's he's not attractive that's fine they're in bed together he is going to town and going down on her he comes up under the covers 
um, which he must, he must have been really hot down there. And, and I know he I, has like all of Miranda's bodily fluids like on his face. And he goes in for a big old smooch and she's not pleased. Miranda and her face is up disgust and she brings this up at brunch and the girls have a visceral reaction. (laughs) And I love that Charlotte talks about the the bedside etiquette, the eating out (laughs) etiquette, which is to have a tissue by the bedside for him to lightly (laughs) dab his mouth. (laughs) What were your thoughts on this? Well, I feel like I can't share my thoughts by the way that you just fucking described that. <laughs> I <laughs> that vile, disgusting act. What are you? What are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, I was totally preloading it, but I was preloading it because that's how the episode was preloading it. I literally don't know any time that I'm, I haven't been like smooched immediately after. Okay, I am trying to think. Like, I don't know any time. Like, it doesn't bother me. Hell yeah, I love this. But what did you? I mean, what did you think while watching this? Then did you feel a little like, oh no, I'm on, like, what did you? Feel? I've always thought for the, I've always thought for this episode that they were being sex negative and um, prude and. Um, Super. I, th- I think it's toxic, to be honest. I- I- if I may, <laughs> if, if I may. <laughs> no, I think that like, you know, like I, I follow like a, you know a sex therapist on Instagram that my therapist recommended I follow, and um, because she has like a lot of very like positive ideas, and she was just saying that like, and I really like like that this therapist says like. You know, sex can be like it's it is messy and sometimes there are sounds and bodily fluids like you shouldn't be embarrassed like you shouldn't have shame like this is all natural like, you know, and so I feel like, yeah, that's what it is. That's it. That's a really good point. I think that's definitely not of that time in Sex in the City. No, why are we drawing such a hard line in, in the sand? I I have to like give head to your like sweaty, like musky dick, and it happens. But then like, God forbid, like you you know what I mean? Like like your already mouths are already on genitals. I don't understand why we're create drawing lines in the sand and. And trying to create etiquette around it. Like, if, if you care about etiquette so much, then you wouldn't be putting your mouth on genitals anyway. Oh. <laughs> Mic drop. There, there Billy it is. strikes again. There it is. Put that on the hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a but dear Abby. You? If you cared about yeah. etiquette, you wouldn't put your mouth there in the first place. Um, 100%. Okay. Like, truly. This is. What do you think? Okay. I, I, it's not that I even. I, I know what you're saying. There's a sensory experience in this episode with the wetness on his face. Okay, so I have a couple sensory things that bother me. And okay. even Dakota knows this. I, if, like, let's say if Dakota were to come up to me and like give me a smooch and it's very like wet on his lips, I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like the feeling. It's like but the wetness s- is probably his own saliva and you kiss this person with your tongue. 
I I know, and I I'm not sure if I'm getting maybe I other see, people. Maybe maybe this is indicative of you like splurging and splooging all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like I'm not. <laughs> I'm specifically talking about because the big thing in this. Because they're relating this to the donut glaze, the glaze, and it's talking about the the, the look <laughs> on his you, face. Thank you, Shakespeare. <laughs> the glaze. This is this is a metaphor, Mama. So, I, but it's interesting because the the girl's reaction is very um, absolutely not. So I'm super curious what other people think about you this. You haven't answered though. What do I think? Um, not my not my preference, to be honest. So you haven't been kissed oh, wait, on the lips. Hundred percent, I have. A hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah, not yeah. my preference though. You would. So then, what do you say? Okay, as a single person, what do I say? Oh, fuck, Excuse I me, know. um, sir. Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you <laughs> get that away from me? Um, I'm trying to think. You know what? I don't know. I, I feel don't know. Like I'm going to be honest, this is so bad. You know what? This is more telling of me that I didn't really do that with guys who – I was only in a relationship when I did that with guys. That wasn't something I did with with people like that was casual ever. Did did what? Um, Like having them go down on me. Oh, you didn't? Never. Never? No, maybe like a couple times. I was way too self-conscious. Got it. Now that I'm a married woman (laughs) – that's the, it is what was intended. No. Okay, I'm you. You are a slut. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's it's more that like I I I think now it's probably more lack of opportunity. I don't know how I would fully answer it. Got it. Got it. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. No, it is very intimate for sure. Um, like it's not you know, but. But the girls talk about the double standard, and Miranda's like, I would be so offended if he didn't want to kiss me after I gave him head. Exactly. And I think that like, I don't, I don't know, this show is so interesting when it talk when it comes to like sex, because I feel like there's a lot of like, weirdness around sex in this show. And like, there's a lot of weird rules and mm-hmm. like, and, and a lot of misconceptions they feed on that this show has been feeding. And um, you know, like things like simultaneous orgasm, like that doesn't happen. And so like, yeah, it's, it's like, basically like, I feel like, I don't know. I personally think that like, I enjoy experiences that are much more like foreplay focused. And I think a lot of people, men like foreplay too. And so I, I feel yeah. like within foreplay, there's like... What are you gonna do? Like, go like take a break every two minutes and like c- c- clean yourself. Like, I, oh, as Charlotte says, get an Altoid and a tissue. Yeah, but I, I like, think I you know. you nailed it on the head, which is the I feel like I'm oversharing. No, I not at all. I think the I think this is a, a great thing to discuss because you're you're right. There's there's this the way they talk about it is that like doing that and sex is inherently gross and their body is gross so maybe there's a little bit of like self-hate in it and a little bit of like self-disgust that like that's how i taste that's how i smell and now i'm experiencing that so there's a level of like repulsion by it but i think it stems a little bit from like self-repulsion 
it feels very high school to me this conversation you know it that the girls are having yes it was a little childlike immature which yeah. feels sometimes fun to see older women talk like that for me yeah. at least i feel it felt like oh it's a turn on it's, it's a turn on <laughs> <laughs> no, if it, it, it felt like I, it, it's kind of like when you go to dinner and you see four older women giggling and drinking. There's, yeah. it, it's like the the last. <laughs> when do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> you you see it? I see it. We all see it. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled next time I go, I go get ramen. Yeah, you know what? Okay, you know what? Old people are not invisible. Okay, you better keep an eye on Just because they're not dressed like sluts, you can still see them. They might have their tits and asses out, but they still matter, all right? So, yeah, like every time I see the Charlotte Carey, Samantha Miranda archetypes when I'm dining... <laughs> You know what I mean. I love seeing groups of women acting young and silly at at whatever age. Well, you know, usually there's a brunette, a redhead, and two blondes. Whenever I see that, I just okay. sm- smile to myself. Good for you, girls. Good for you. I mean, hey, you know what? No, you know it. Think about it. If we do this girls trip that I'm hoping we plan, we're going to yeah. say this is so sex in the city. People feel that way. Girls going out. Don't you agree? <laughs> OK, so oh what else God. do we have in this episode? We've covered a lot. Um, I think we kind of covered all of the well, bases. I have a, I, we did. Before we get into fashion, I actually have one question for you. What? It's kind of a two twofer. If you had a book, mm. like let's say you could have a book, whatever kind of book it is that you wrote, what would it be about? And how would you want to look on the cover or not be on the cover? I don't know. Okay. Does it have to Actually, be a, no, you have to be on the cover. Do, is yes. it a self-help book or any book? Any book. And you have to be on the cover. I okay. If I were to write a book, and it's a book that I've seriously considered writing, it would be a deep dive into um, the discrimination of people with special needs in New York City. Oh, wow. It would be my Amazing. experience working in the public school district for District 75. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, I wasn't going in this route, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just... The, the idea of you being on the cover of that book is so egregious. Yeah, that's the thing. When you said be on the cover, like, I can't do that. That That, that is, like, just the most egocentric, like, white savior shit. I will not be, I would be canceled very quickly by multiple minorities and groups. So, no, that would be bad. But that would be the book I would write. And if I was on the cover, oh. Okay, fine. How would you like your little author photo on the flap? Okay, the author photo. I I'm so like now they're all like fucking AI low generated. You know they're um, <laughs> low cut. It, it, <laughs> low cut, obviously a low cut black top. Um, probably me like sitting in a chair with books behind me. I would be. I would want to be taken seriously as an academic. <laughs> 
<laughs> with with my tits out. Okay, what, what is what is your book and what is your cover? Well, I didn't honestly like now. I well, I was just gonna do a stupid like silly kind of Carrie esque book, which is like. 365 days of creativity and it's like just different like prompts or ways to like stretch your mind or whatever that is not like, silly <laughs> i'm first in line i'm buying that on amazon and i will put myself on the cover for the sake of this exercise <laughs> and what are you doing are you doing something silly on it i don't being fucking a, being know being a goof being a goof <laughs> You're like doing cartwheels or some shit. I don't you know, no, this is what it is. It's a hol it's a holographic cover and it's like Yes. <laughs> it's like me doing like in between cartwheels. Like I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm you know what? Honestly, here. I see this book working. I kind of wish I'd given a funny answer and not like something also guys, don't steal my idea. Don't <laughs> dare plagiarism. Um <laughs> No, I find I don't like books with people's faces on the front of it. And I'm talking about judging a book by its cover. I absolutely judge a book by its cover. And <laughs> I, I do. I actually have a I have a coffee table book I've gotten for um, a friend that's the best book covers of all time. And what makes a good book cover? Ooh, it's a great coffee table a- book. It's a great book. I'll I'll link it. I will go to commission yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> You'll send us your, your freaking. It will be in my Amazon storefront. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> but send us an affiliate link, baby. Affi- oh, oh, affiliate link. Can you imagine that? Um, yeah, but okay. So, what are we feeling for fashion? I'm gonna. My first question for you is Carrie's final book cover look. Hit or miss? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. She's wearing the black dress, the ballerina wedge, tight, those fucking tight curls and holding that book and little black shorts. I need to like revisit this. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. Um, What are we feeling? Hit or miss? And I'm going to put this on Insta. I'm giving it a hit for me. I'm giving it a hit, but it it's I it's borderline. It's it's, <laughs> it's definitely borderline. But I also think that like it's not so different from what they proposed. I know. Like there's her, her like you can see almost all the way up to her coochie, like her legs, and she was like, "I write about relationships," you know. She was like. Do you, I don't know. Do you wonder, because because she's so into fashion, and, and, and Carrie is into fashion, we have to give her that, because the last cover lacked any sort of piece, maybe that was the issue? Yeah. That, there was no fashion. It. I think fashion is yeah. such a big part of her life. Um, but yeah, I would say... I think it's a hit. I, I think, think it's, it's a hit. hit, too. Other things in the episode... The, I thought Samantha looked very beautiful in that final black suit. She yeah. has her hair tucked behind her ear. It's a low-cut yeah. black suit. You can see a little bit of her bra. Um, yeah. And I thought she looked great. I thought Stanford was, was also really fun in this episode. Yeah. We're introduced to Marcus, his his boyfriend. Yeah. And, oh, this is an, a carry tracker that I had. They're yeah. in the apartment, and she looks yeah. so annoyed that Stanford is looking longingly out the window. And then she yeah. finally asks what's happening. And he tells her that he's dating somebody. Oh, right. And you can just tell inside she's seething. I know. I know. I was waiting for her to poo-poo on on who he was dating. But also he like played it 
off as if like I mean his his boyfriend sounds super accomplished. Like his boyfriend's in the Nutcracker at in the New York City Ballet. Like yeah, and it was like. Yeah, and it was like Carrie was like, "Oh no, like I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that or like something like." Yeah. like I know, what? like okay, okay, <laughs> sex column is like, what, what are you doing, yeah. here, girl? <laughs> Page six. Yeah, um, I feel like she's very classist. Like she was, they were judging the delivery worker. I was oh, like, yeah. Carrie, you're judging delivery workers. Like they're like the, they're like the backbone of this goddamn economy. <laughs> Just like delivery. Yeah, right no. now. Yeah, like he's not like. There's a lot of classist type things that happen in the show. Um, oh, that, so many. Yeah, but yeah, I think over overall. Oh man, what are you gonna rate this episode, Gil? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I've got my. Gonna... I've got the number in my head, and I'm ready to say okay, it. Okay, ready. Let's three, count down. three, two. two. One. One. 4.5. Whoa. <laughs> okay, we are off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave it a three. Like, the plot didn't move. It felt like it was a little bit... The blowjobby thing seemed like a little bit of a quick, cheap plot line. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like a little bit empty. This was just not for you, was it? No. <laughs> not, for, not for old Guilford. Um, I thought there... I, I think the reason I liked it was that there was so much to talk about. I thought the yeah. episode brought up some like good um, themes. And in season five, I think we have like only four more episodes until Great. the um, until the, the finale. Next week, we have plus one is the loneliest number. And we mm-hmm. are introduced to another Carrie love interest. Very Can't exciting. Wait. I know. Can't wait. All right. Well, Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Let us know your thoughts and answer those polls on an Instagram. I love seeing people's responses. We'll see you next time, our little Krispy Kremes. Bye, our little self-help books. Bye. Bye.